Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, here we go again. We're near the end of January, and I'm starting to see that we are digging ourselves into a content hole. Yeah. You know, what, why does Sex in the City need a 10-episode revival? Why, and, and not only that, Dexter's coming back, which, you know, at one point I thought it ended perfectly, but here we go again. And in Star Wars The High Republic, like... Wait, 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 wait. On some circumstances, it takes place 100 years before the prequels, and then it... But wait, wait, wait. Star Wars was getting fixed... It was on its way, and pretty much from what I'm seeing over here, yeah, it's going to be in print media and, and comic-based stuff, but still, it's like, um, oh, no, there's so many things wrong with it. Because at the end of the day, there's agendas being pushed underneath all this. And I just have to ask sometimes, who wants this crap? Anyway, let's get to the bottom of it because welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. What's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show. I am J-Man, of course. And we are here for episode 186, baby! That's right, slowly but surely. We're getting right there to where episode 200 will be. We're going to have a good time with that. Who knows, we might do a big celebration for it. Because why not? You're only 200 once, right? If anybody makes it that long. (laughs) You know... One way or another, it's good to be here for you guys again. Uh, apparently, this week has been going kind of smooth. I mean, not too, not too, you know, not too big, not too bad. Things are just going all right. I mean, unless you look away from things such as, uh, you know, what the mainstream studios are doing, and you know, you're just trying to get your life back together. You're trying to find find work that you can do because I don't trust uh, this lockdown stuff for nothing so I'm trying to figure out more and more things I could be doing in addition to doing J360 Productions work and you know hearing back from a few things but I'm gonna tell you this right like um either way things are still looking up I'm not bad about this at all or you know I'm just always looking at like where we go from here and I usually ask that question every day but I always put plans into motion too, like, you know, one way or another, things are going to be fine. And, you know, I'm not afraid of doing a job or anything, so. As long as it keeps the income coming in, baby. But you see, the thing about it is, is that, you know, I'm not worried about that. Whereas other people are, you know. And I feel for them every day, which is why I'm like, you know, we have to band together. We have to be a strong community about it. And I mean really help each other out. Like, you know, if somebody that you know is unemployed and stuff like that, you know, keep an eye out for jobs for them. Like, send them links to help get them going. Stuff like that, you know. Even if the even if the company that turns out to be, if they are hiring or not hiring or whatever, but you got to help them out. Like, unemployment's a big deal with me. I've had it before. Trust me. Well, I'm sure a lot of you had, and some of us are facing uncertainty, but remember I did that episode, Infinite Uncertainty? I have to face that every day. 
especially with the industry I'm going into. So you always want to make sure like you have things set up, saved, and prepared for like dark times as much as these are. And, you know, that's why I'm just keeping it together one way or another. It's still going to that same old day job, but it's just a shame, man. Some of them people are affected a lot more than I am. And I'm not saying it. Now, note my words when I say that. Affected. You know what I mean? Like, they've gone crazy on certain things. Or they're trying to act more rigid. Trying to reach for that extra level of control. But you see, the thing about it is, J-Man don't give it like that, but... J-Man's in control of himself, he does his job, and he minds his own business. Pretty much being that force of nature that I'm known to be. <laughs> you understand? But, we are not here to talk about work right now. Well, not entirely our work. Every single one of us are doing what we can. But when it gets right down to it, you know, in order to escape the pressures of real life and the confines of things that just don't make any sense... You want to go ahead into, like, your favorite medium, right? You know, you know media, like books, like comics, like movies, TV, things like that that actually, you know, take you away from here because guess what? You know what? You need it. You need the breathing room. You need adventure. You need excitement. And then, like, you're on that experience with those characters on there. Not worried about representation too much. Not worried about all these other things that the talking town usually says. You just want to get away and you know sometimes you get it and then other times you get bs and you see like a lot of the bs you'll sit there for a little bit and you'll be like how did this get greenlit who ran with this who decided to think that this was a good idea and then you're like you know i know who it was one of those whoopity do agenda types over there in the whole damn building that goes like with the sign offs and all. One of those executive types that think, hey, this is my chance to make it to the big time and the profit of, you know, boring rhetoric and all that crazy stuff. And I say that with meaning because, see, look, Star Wars The High Republic. As soon as that woman came on her, <laughs> uh, what was her name? Justina Ireland? You know, another one of those Kathleen Kennedy appointees came up and they started talking about all this stuff about the franchise and then went ahead and told the white male population or all those would-be racists out there because, you know, every white man's racist. Go ahead and tell them not to buy her books. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're pulling one of those Brie Larson kind of things, right? See, the thing about it is, we the people, all of us, as we share this earth and slowly kill her, but she's getting revenge one way or another and wiping us out too. We are still talking about the same crap, aren't we? We're never going to move on and understand that we're all in this crap together. We will never understand what unity is, right? Because there's people out there that will never let this go. Or they'll go ahead and they'll talk about diversity and talk about equality. But behind the scenes, you know damn well, they pretty much just like to go ahead and do the Django thing. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, she's making books and she's making all this art and all this kind of stuff. Now, she's been appointed by uh, Nutbag Kennedy over there at Lucasfilms, who pretty much has been showing the broadsides of her flat ass these days. Because uh, she doesn't make any sense in what she's doing. 
I mean, finally, with this, you know, things seem to be coming together with the Mandalorian and all that other stuff that was brought about. But then I realized she's still employed over there, so somebody likes her. <laughs> ain't me, and it ain't most of those other fans out there. Because honestly, when it happened with that sequel trilogy, when it became more of a fanfic mess instead of like um, all out plagiarism of the original trilogy for the first one, that whole thing was a letdown. By these would-be great filmmakers. We don't have comics. We don't have books. We only have passionate storytellers. I'm like, for real? Shut up. That ain't the way it works. You don't get to play that role. Here's the thing. If you took your time with it, matter of fact, like the original trilogy, in between its sequels and stuff, they had three years apart. And something that was, you know, and and they worked with it on the way. And then George Lucas was more or less a consultant on the last two. Okay? So they could have done something similar to that effect. And they could have just worked with the franchise. Have fun with the franchise. You know, one way or another, it's okay to try to please the fans. But tell us your story. And when you tell us your story, you know what I mean? Don't make it a mess. Don't don't go ahead and give us this subplot that takes up, like, at least, what, practically a half of the movie and it didn't apply to anything? Like, that whole scene in that fictional Las Vegas that happened in, um, what was it, uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah. And, and then what was the point with those slave kids? Are they getting out of there anytime soon? That never got resolved in Episode Nine, by the way, but Episode Nine was had too much riding on it, and it was one of those things that was make or break, and boy, did it break. And it wasn't a joyful experience. And now I could go on and say, like, you know, how... How Ray pretty much didn't have to do too much. She automatically knew the Force and things like that. We could go ahead and talk about certain Force users in the franchise that are capable of that. We could go ahead with that, but here's the thing, you know. Lazy writing after a while. And then not to mention the Rilo fans come out of nowhere. Raylo, Raylo fans, whatever. Whatever, don't care. <laughs> the whole thing was Force and tiresome. Now you could make that work. Had you have looked at it and actually did the intricacies, but quite a lot of people don't know what love is anymore. Quite a lot of them do. And speaking of which, before you get butthurt about that, yeah, wait till you see my Valentine's special. I got something for your ass. <laughs> Woo, yeah, man. But anyway, back to this. You see, like, I always look at it like this. When you have the writing board there and there should be multiple scripts running through, there shouldn't be like, oh, we got the one script that got done and and it looks like crap because it's the first draft. Here, use this as a production draft. No, not at all. No, nope, nope, nope. We will go through the process. We will take our time with this. People are already going to go and buy into it. But at the same time, we can't go on that alone. We're going to build us from structure and we're going to have a good time with it. And then like, you know, if you wanted to start fresh, I mean, you could have just start fresh. You didn't have to have too many references to the original characters unless, you know, you know, you needed them for something instead of just killing off some of them. I mean, you got really, really bad with that. I was like, this is this is uh, no, 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 no. But you know what was sold on that principle is when everybody's like, hey, they're using practical effects again, Jay. Isn't this awesome? No, because I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You know, like effects sometimes, effects are great. And like when you work on that kind of stuff or like you're in the designer for that and you're using all sorts of after effects, cool, cool, you know, things that are actually coming together that you drew and you put into real life. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to take from you. 
But it takes more than that to make the movie actually workable. You got to sell the movie and then at the same time give them some completion here. You know, as I go about doing these things, you see, each movie has a complete story in it. And you never know, that sequel could be loosely based. That sequel could deal with somebody else in terms of parallel stories. It could be things like that, you know? Kind of like, um, let's see, what what happened in um, some of the stuff in Marvel, you know? Like, what happened in Infinity War and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp took place at the same time. Parallel stories like that, that's cool, you see? And then you get a complete story because it happened in that sector of the universe. That's fine. See what I'm saying? But you see, people, instead of actually taking the time to do this because, hey, you know, real creativity takes work. Some people like to do the paint-by-numbers route. Some people like, oh, we got to get out there, get it out there, get it out there. They have to keep rushing it out there to the point where it's like copy-paste, copy-paste. Um, put the style down. Let's stay formalistic. Let's not go ahead and give personality some characters. As a matter of fact, let me be the main character. Let me go ahead and use my avatar because I have an agenda to sell. The hell with your story. I know representation matters. And I want to go ahead and choke some more of those identity politics in addition to sexual orientation because that really drives the story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, here's the thing. There are some movies that are made with that that are actually quite good, but they're not going to get pushed to the mainstream because for some reason the mainstream just likes the romantic taboo of it. They don't like the idea of, oh, this should be the norm right here. You know, this is just a lesbian love story, Jay. It, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell, but, but I don't want to put it out there in front of everybody, though. I want to go ahead and I want to hold on to the rights of this. Why? You're not going to do anything with it. That's actually something, is that something original? Is that something that's got some, you know, got some meat to it? Is it, is it good? Is it something that's actually going to make people feel strong about themselves? Give some sort of inspiration somewhere? Is that the way it's going to work? But you see, the thing about it is, is that they probably won't tell me anything. They'll probably be like, oh, we, 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 we'll call you when we call you. And I'm like, you know, at that point, I really don't care because I'll be working on my next story. You see what I'm saying? But the thing is, there's a lot of good scripts that get sent to these, get sent to these studios and they get passed on, they get rejected, they get cast aside or they get squatted on, things like that. And I don't mean squatted on in, like, you know, the natural needs of the body sense. I mean squatted on, like, you know, homeless people sitting on that stuff and then thinking, oh, I ain't ever going to get off because I work for the studio and we have rights to it. And then that's where the original stories are. And then we get all that other bull, you know what I mean? Stuff that we're already familiar with. Like, you know, even some of the things that we love right now that are popular right now. Some of the MCU properties. I mean, I'm not saying that WandaVision isn't going to be good. Far from it. I think it's going to be great. But it's one of those kind of things where, you know, you wonder, is this going to help the story? There better not be no agenda-based crap underneath of it to the point where it's like, you know, I can't get away from politics because politics is right here in front of me and my fictionalized stuff. And then there's that whole point, like what I was saying about Star Wars The High Republic. You have all these characters here. And it's anime-esque because apparently, oh, American comics don't sell anymore. Uh, uh, you know, uh, manga is better than, than comics anyway. Even though manga is Japanese comics, but what what do I know, right? And then, like, the whole comics industry around here is, well, I don't know if it's still there or not. 
all that stuff like at one time instead of like you know the heroes versus the villains the credible story that takes place in between like even some x-men stories kind of get me now and again like with some of the stuff that they talk about like oh cable has a messiah complex again what, what, what the hell is going on you know little things like that and it's like this like deep down the inside you can have every single one having a motivation, but there has to be a driving story behind it. And yeah, I saw the whole I'm not Starfire thing. Let me ask you something about DC Comics. What is it with DC Comics saddling all of their superheroes with kids? What is going on here? You know, what? what is it, the single parenthood thing? Like, like, is it that itch that you just couldn't scratch? Like, oh yeah, this sounded really good in planning. This will really sell those books. It's like, no. Once again, like, like I look and I look at Starfire's daughter per se, and I'm like, what the hell is the point of this character? Overweight identity angst? Is that what it is? Like at the end of the day, you know, (laughs) I I guess all the, I guess all of the social media problems are right there in front of us. You know, you can say body positivity, sexual identity, all that kind of stuff. You can go on and on about it. But let me tell you something a long time ago. Did you ever really feel happy about yourself to the point where you didn't have to push and sell this stuff in other ways? Did you ever really feel like one way or another your story is strong, but as you sell it and stuff and you put it out there, you don't get annoying with it? You know, I could tell you my story all the time on each and every episode of the J-Man show, but there's no real point to that, right? Because after a while, you'll get tired of my ass. (laughs) Because I know, because I live it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a very interesting guy, don't get me wrong. But then there are times, like, you know, if I keep pushing that narrative instead of pointing out and telling you, like, how we're in a hole right now because everybody is just running with the talking town instead of giving you a complete story, then, you know, see see where it goes from there? Nothing happens with it. Oh, I'm a black man trying to make his own business and get where he needs to be. And at the same time, takes no BS from anybody. And you know what? Like I said, that sells. But then after a while, it's all about the execution. And then you realize, like, when it gets to some of these things, they don't even have a three act. They only have that one act. And then they leave you hanging for the rest of the book. And then, like, the whole thing with Sex in the City. Like, remember when the 10 episode revival was cool? Like, when the X-Files did it. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Because they had a new case, and they were working together, and, you know, the cigarette-smoking man is still living. I was like, that old bastard, how about that? <laughs> and he had a trek in his throat. I was like, oh, my God. And then all of it, and still smoking cigarettes. Weird. But, you know, now you got Sex in the City coming back, and they had, like, two movies. I mean, that second movie was iffy enough, but that first movie, that, that that was the grand finale. That should have been just, we tie a bow on this one and we just leave it alone. And even then, this revival has like three of the characters, no sign of Kim Cattrall, who pretty much was the sexy one, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they're all pretty hot, but the thing is, they're damn near 50 and 60. What are we going to do, call it the old crone's almanac or something like that? You know what I mean? They still looking for love, and they can still open it wide. Ugh. <laughs> well, you never know, though. It might, it might still be actually... Nah, never mind. I'm not going to delve into it too much. Though at the same time, I wanted to. But, <laughs> you see, the thing is, these things have already had their time. It's like, even with Friends, wasn't Friends supposed to get like a 10-episode revival, or did they? Like, 
you had this stuff at one time. It had its point and it's gone. It's the same thing with Married with Children. Had its time. <laughs> Cutting edge. Incredible show. Kind of iffy there in the latter parts of it, but it made it to 11 seasons. And it'll always be my favorite show. But I wouldn't want to see a revival with that. I would like to see something new. I would like to see some more real delve into the creative spectrums here. Every single one of us is capable of making something that can sell. Something that can actually reach out there and talk about different things. Well, at the same time, you know, you can have your representation matters. You can have your equality sort of thing. You can have that stuff as your theme. And your theme can help tie this stuff together if it benefits the story well. But, you know, going on adventures and going ahead and doing different things or having your main character not be a squeaky clean good guy, but at the same time, you know, has his heart's in the right place or her heart in the right place and just, you know, figure out things as they go. You know, it could be a lot of things like that. And, like, when you do a author avatar, don't make it so obvious, like, how... You know, Kathleen Kennedy did with her stuff, or like Ryan Johnson did with whatever the hell he did in episode eight. It's just it's it's, it's one of those kind of things. Now there is a episode on record of me saying how I liked episode eight, but here's the thing: I rewatched it again and again and again. Once you rewatch it past that gloss, I was like, no, 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 no. This this. Then I saw all the problems with it, especially the whole hyperspace thing. But I was just so happy to see like Finn on <laughs> Finn on the show again. I was like, you know, hey. Let's see where we go from here. And even then, that whole thing with Rose Tycho after the whole Finn and Ray love subplot was there, that was like just nothing more than ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, episode nine came along and uh, things weren't much better. And I and I just could feel it. You know what I mean? Because that's that's how you do a sequel poorly. And then there's moments where you know catering to the fans too much. Here's the thing. You might not see eye to eye with your fan base that much, but but one way or another, do respect them. You know what I mean? Like, just look at them and be like this. You don't have to make fun of them. You don't really have to engage too much unless you feel like it. But at the same time, it's just, you know, respect them enough to be like, hey, guess what? This is a new story. This is a new sector in the galaxy. Come and take the time to actually invest and read it. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, all right, there might be something else for you down the line. It's all up to you, but I'm not going to like, if I was just in Ireland, I, one, I wouldn't go to race. I mean, I've seen some of her stuff, boy. She, she's on that racial tip, which by the way, minorities can be racist too. All right. Let's just clear the air on that. See, when people have to go automatically to that, instead of just selling you what they're working on or they're part of a staff and all, I wouldn't waste time with anything petty like this. I would go ahead and sell my product to you and that product as soon as it's public it's fair game to everybody i wouldn't be surprised if those books ended up in an ollie's bin somewhere and i'd be looking right at it i'd be like well how do you like that because you know i'm usually in there buying like um different kinds of books and stuff i would not be surprised and sometimes i can find my comics up in there too i matter matter of fact i saw this robocop comic collection i know wild huh (laughs) but Yeah, man. I mean, this stuff used to be entertainment. This stuff used to actually be 
you know, you should just take us on a journey somewhere. And I always say that, like story structure. Like I saw this thing, this is an IGN Puff post, but you want to know what's funny. They were saying, Fox's Civil War movie would have had the ending with uh, Mr. Fantastic uh, lopping off, of, cutting off Wolverine's arms. I was like, IGN, what the hell is wrong with you? See, this is why, like, I'm glad that Fox is not making X-Men movies anymore. And and not only that, they failed the Fantastic Four three times. But as I spoke on my piece about it, I said, does it doesn't mean the movie would be good? And then I had trolls come up. And you got to love them trolls, though, because you usually get them in a sector of three. You get two no-names first that try to cut down at what you do. Because I think one of them tried to say, it probably would even better than anything your production company would have came up. And I said, nah, fam, not by a long shot. <laughs> and then somebody else tried to say something that I went ahead and I pointed out all of the issues with the X-Men films and how they failed the Fantastic Four three times and like why exactly are the X-Men and the Fantastic Four fighting in the first damn place nobody would answer it but then here comes your third one right and your third one usually is the one that has to go ahead and be worldly with their explanation they give you this long ass paragraph and then they go ahead and they tell you um you know, it wouldn't have been necessarily good, but it wouldn't have been bad either. And I was like, okay. You have just basically told me nothing at all. You went ahead on your little tangent. Then you pretty much didn't have anything else to say other than it would have been, you know, not good or not bad. What the hell are you going on about? I'm saying this story structure is important. I'm saying that one way or another, what the hell kind of ending would it be to see Mr. Fantastic take off Logan's arms? What the hell would that have solved? Not a damn thing. And not only that. When Wolverine had one arm that was even in a age of apocalypse and they couldn't even get apocalypse done right. So like the, the Fox's civil war movie, huh? Stupid crap. Like what exactly caused it? Did the new mutants do something or blow up some area or something like that? And the fantastic four were like, Oh, we're going to get them now. See stupid stuff like that. That's when you know that this licensing thing can be pretty harmful to the creative process. And then one way or another, some of these versus movies, they could be a lot better than what they are. But then you got hacks that come up with stupid stuff like that little subplot right there. And ain't no different than like when Sony pictures tried to do that sinister six stuff without Spider-Man in it. Remember that? I'm glad that crap got tabled because one way or another as a Spider-Man fan, I'd been disgusted and I probably would have mailed something like, you know, some like poo in a bag or something like that. Cause you see years ago, I was, I kind of had that sixth sense of humor, <laughs> but you know, it wouldn't be my poo. Put it that way. It'd probably be like one of his, one of my friend's dog's poo or something like that. We just send it right there to Amy Pascal and let her have a field day with it because that's what she gave us on two hours of film. It, it don't make no sense to me. These are big budgeted movies. These are movies that one way or another, they found that, Hey, you and I are rubes and we'll go and we'll pay for anything that has either the Marvel logo or any of these characters on it. And they could give us crap for like terms of story detail. It's a shame, but Hey, guess what? I get to see my favorite character on screen again. That's victory. No, see that's effed. That's pretty much Hey, you know what? We're banking on that. We want the money from that. And one way or another, I think that movie interview said it best. You see, it's the content that we always do. We always eat the crap. We always do. 
We're no different than the cockroach, man. Because all this stuff that goes down here, like you have good content, you have crap content, and then you have thirst content, and you see that on Instagram a lot. And uh, TikTok and all the rest of the social medias. And then all that stuff is interwoven together. And then you got the ones that make a lot of money. They don't even try with the process. But you see, we the people, we eat that stuff up, don't we? Oh, yeah. And as we eat that stuff up, it's all interwoven. So we don't know what good content is anymore. And then we got a nerve to want to diss each other about content. And that's where we are. We're in a cesspool like this. Instead, you know, instead of just looking at it and saying, you know what? It just doesn't work for me. But I look back at the past and I look at certain things. And you didn't hear too much about who's ripping off who. You didn't hear too much about, like, all this stuff regarding um, identity politics and all this other stuff. No, you didn't. And even if it was there, it was probably very subtle. I mean, we all seen a sci-fi movie where the robot was like, I long to be human. To be human would be an achievement. Even though they don't understand what the fabric of human life is. That, like, not everybody's their friend. And, like, you know, one way or another, even though they're alive, other people won't believe them. Stuff like that, you know? Or, like, the idea of what if science went too far with Lawnmower Man. You know, little things like this. They let you know about the struggle going on. And that's what gives the story its charm and the selling point. Not this whole thing where, like, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the MCU and then everybody else tries to tell me how Loki is really misunderstood instead of being a true villain like he was in the damn comic. Like, I remember years ago when people didn't overanalyze this crap and just been like, you know, I see myself in him. I don't give a damn what you see. I see the guy coming in, opening a wormhole... Sending aliens to evade on New York and then trying to lay siege so he can rule. If that's not despot thinking, I don't know what is. But then again, some of y'all allowed Trump to get elected, didn't you? Now let me get back to looking at the... <laughs> oh my God. See little things like that. But but one way or another, you're probably saying, well, CJ, you opened the gateway for politics on that. Yeah, I did, didn't I? But you see, the thing about it is I didn't feel good doing it. And as far as I'm concerned, true to form, art imitates life, don't it? And not only that, but despot thinking leads to other despots. And then, you know, we, he's getting a limited series, so we'll get to see more and more about all that kind of stuff. I mean, some of, some of the time, you know, characters do resonate with us. I'm never going to say that it doesn't. But what I'm going to say is, is that, you know, still, we need to make more credible content. We need to have that content sell. We not need to go ahead and defend it all the time. Like, as soon as it's out here, like, even this episode that I'm making now, you could go ahead and say, well, you know, Jay, it's not as good as episode 184 or episode 185. And I don't care. Because at that point, it's public. It's fair game. It's pretty much out here. And I'm letting you guys know that when one way or another, when we're in that whole thing where we're reaching for content to enjoy to get away, you're always going to look for, like, stupid content to enjoy. Like, you know, there are times I just pop in Ren and Stimpy, not, not because of, you know, subtext or any other stuff. I pop it in because I just want to see, like, Ren get mad and Stimpy do stupid stuff. That's it, you know? And it can be something simplistic like that or, you know, just go back and watch some of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Like uh, Space Ghost. Like, you didn't have to worry about any identity politics in Space Ghost. Space Ghost shows up, uses his power bands blow up all the stuff that either Zorak or Brack has, and Brack, when Brack was a villain, by the way. Little things like that, like, it got me away from that stuff, and it inspired me to start writing stories. And then you got other people around here, for some reason, 
they got to go ahead and they got to diss the fan bases. They got to throw all this other crap in their story. And then it's like, what did you get out of all this when you took the time to invest in this? You got dissed. But here at J360 Productions, I will not diss you. I will not take the time to go ahead and throw mud in your face while I'm selling content. And then as I make movies and stuff like that, you know, I take the time to write these stories and I take these times to have them sell. And then there might be moments where it's like, you know, it might not be the best. So here's my thing. I'll rewrite it. And then when I rewrite it, I have it all straightened out and put together like it's supposed to be. And then I can go ahead and go through the process and hope that it sells and hope that you like it and hope that it's something that may inspire you to create other things but not to worry about the stupidity of identity politics or revive a franchise that had its time. That's what I mean by that, you know? And, like, even with Dexter, I'm sure, like, that Dexter revival probably could be okay, but it, it ended so well, though. And then the comic was 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 decent, too. And then, like, you look at um, Dragon Ball Super and all the stuff that it opened up. Did we really want to go for that? It's, it's, it's one of those kind of things. Of course, some of the movies in Dragon Ball Super were really good. But, hey, what do I know, right? After all, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the whole new climate around here is what you all need. And maybe to go ahead and throw those politics out there. Maybe you guys need, like, watered-down representation. Maybe you guys don't need a comic industry anymore. You don't need any animated series or any... Uh, movies and stuff like that that actually will be escapism for you and give you something that is entirely different so that you can go about your daily lives maybe at the end of the day we should all just give this up you know like you, you know like just don't even try anymore don't believe him. you damn right don't ever believe stuff like that <laughs> i'm telling you that right now no way because honestly i wouldn't be in this industry if i had didn't know that there were things that I need to fix. And not only that, I wouldn't be in this industry if I didn't know that I couldn't make a difference. And I know I can. And one way or another, we're going to have to kick those doors in. We are the heroes of the future, ladies and gentlemen. And whether you want to believe it or not, stop worrying about whether it sucks. Because quite a lot of this stuff in the mainstream does suck. And you know, a lot of these fan fiction writers out here, some of them are quite good. But the ones that are getting these in these offices and crap like this, don't listen to that crap. The future doesn't belong to females and it doesn't belong to males either. It belongs to everyone. And we all need to make that difference. Okay? So much like me, you fire up your laptop, you open up your, your journal or whatever, and you start writing that series bible. You start writing all those designs. You start building those characters from scratch. You can use examples from your life if you want to. But don't make this your avatar about you. Lay it all out. Get it down on paper. Make it look fine. Get your pitch package together. Get to work. You work for yourself now. This is the time to do it. And you see, if I was in the distribution, which I should go ahead and work on, by the way, I will happily do what I must to get that story out there. These are things that need to be done. Because the old ways are no more. The old ways are ridiculous now. So we got to work on that new. And the thing about it is, is this. I know there's somebody out there. There's always other people out there that can make this stuff better than what it is. So. 
We have to work for it. And it's going to be a tedious, tiresome task, but it can be done. See what I'm saying? And you don't see me thinking, hey, let me go revive this. No, 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 no. I'm working from scratch. We're going to go ahead and work with this. And then everybody out here has a story to tell. I think it's time we got out of our own ways and started working together. Because that's the only way we're ever going to make it. But you see, when it gets right down to looking at all that stuff out here, the stuff that we take for granted and everything, ask yourself as I do, who wants this crap? But other than that, though, we got J360 Jams happening on Friday. The J360 Power Play is happening tomorrow. And we got some real, real cool stuff coming your way. And I'm going to tell you guys, this was been a this has been a busy week, but I love coming here and doing this show for you. I love doing all this content for you. Shout out to those that are actually following me on YouTube right now. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link to the channel down here in the description bar so you guys can go ahead and subscribe to me if you want to. And one way or another, that's just giving me that push. As Like I said in this episode tonight, I'm going to give you the best content I can give you. And you know, the truth is, I won't even skip on it. <laughs> but until then, this is the J-Man signing off. I want you all to take care of yourselves. And um, hey, keep in mind, it's only January. So I got 11 more months of this to go. All right? Peace.